I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I am in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and joining me, lounging in the satellite branch in scenic Hamilton, it is your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Hi. The roboting is so bad, it even cut off her intro. <gasps> no! It was just a friendly hi! <laughs> I was like, hi! But now it's all going to be like, hi! Hi, <laughs> hi! <laughs> Y'all, Zuckerberg is doing us dirty today. We're going to do our best, but <laughs> power yeah, through. It's, it's going to be rough. Like I said to Kate earlier, I really feel like I'm sticking it to the man every time I hang up the the phone and it asks me to rate the call and I'm like, poor. Suck. Suck it, Zuckerberg. Why don't you grab a stack of $10,000 and dry your tears on it? Anyway, this is episode 243 of the Geek Down Podcast. If you'd like to listen to any of our other 242 episodes, you just go wherever you get your audio content. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, Stitcher. Yeah, I got it. I got uh, it, y'all. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's a little loose there for a second, but I got it back. <laughs> y'all thought I was going to lose it, but I got it. Got it back because I'm vaxxed now and I'm going to live forever. I'm a man who can never die. <laughs> uh, or it's going to make you grow a tail. <laughs> or you know what? your DNA. You know what? You know how much use I could find for a tail if I had one? Oh, Hon- that's true. Honestly. You could just carry so many records with that. Friends. It depends, well, it depends if it's prehensile or not, but that's a conversation for another time. It certainly is. Maybe we had it already on one of our other episodes. Friends, you just go to any of those sites I mention or wherever you get your audio content. Give us a follow, like, subscribe, rate and review, all that business. And henceforth, new episodes of this program will be delivered directly to your device on the back of a rainbow-maned alicorn named Philip by your mans. John C. That was just, that was just sad. It broke my heart, really. Okay. All right. I could do it again. I was, I don't know. I was, I'm trying things. I'm trying, (laughs) Jordan. I'm trying so hard. Trying to keep this relationship fresh. God damn it. Chauncey Frostelicus III, geek down internet elf. Just think of like cool funk music in the background while he's delivering things to you. Because as established on a previous episode, he is a funk elf. It's a variation of yes. snow elf, but that's what he do. Friends, out front, I want to apologize for how long the episodes have been lately. I know we always say we try to keep them light and tight, but we just have too much fun, y'all. Just start having too much fun. We talk for too long. Although, be prepared. One, there is no news this week, so we're not going to have much Zero. to talk about then. And also... Because I hate my internet so much, we are now having this conversation just through straight LTE on my phone, so it's going to be mad short, because I don't got that much data, y'all. Soup short. This is what we, the lengths we go to, to bring this hot content to you every week. If you would like to thank us for that hot content, that hot con, you can head on over to twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives on the social meds. Or, if you would prefer to speak through your dollars... Go to ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Throw three bucks in the tip jar. Yeah, I'll use it for tea. <laughs> so she doesn't have to slurp the tea dregs anymore. She can just have, she can brew a fresh pot more often. 
I do. I do reheat my tea. Ew. Do you reuse tea bags? I know. Uh, no. My dad does this thing where he'll just like top up. He leaves. So we leave the tea bag in our cup. This is very strange to many people, but I think it comes from like a Scottish poverty thing. <laughs> yes. Um, so he'll just have me like top up his tea just with more hot water. Mm. Uh, sometimes like it'll be like half full and I started doing that as well. It just like reheats it a bit and it's, it's not terrible. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that, is, that is the true mark of poor brain right there. The, the phrase, it's not terrible. <laughs> I just, my whole, my whole being just went, you have serious issues. Help me, I'm no. Like, like poor brain has really made a mark. I don't think anything sums up poor brain quite like the phrase, it's not terrible. <laughs> you are readily admitting it's not good, but it's not the worst it could be. No. It's like, so right now, none of my pants fit. Mm-hmm. Except for my, my sweatpants. Um, and this has actually contributed, I think, to me gaining so much weight. Because I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> It's, they're not that tight. And then I put a pair of jeans on and I'm like, my God, I'm going to explode <laughs> out of these pants. So senior correspondent Chris has um, given me some money but required me to buy like shorts <laughs> that will fit yes. because he's like, I know what's going to happen. If I don't stipulate that that's exactly what it's for, you're going to put it towards paying a bill or <laughs> like a credit card or something. And I was like, no, he's like, yes. He's like, you have to buy you. I'll give you this money, but you could only buy clothing with it. So, and it's being, it's hard. I'm, I'm here. It's hard. Uh, I'll get through it. It's not terrible. Well, friends, if you want to also contribute to the Pants Fund, like I said, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod, <laughs> hit us up. We're not going to check in with the shot clock this week. I don't think there are any updates to speak of on your end, correct? No, I signed up for some stuff. There are some clinics in Hamilton that are um, basically doing shots for people over 19. Okay. But the wait lists are just – there's like maybe five clinics, I think, in Hamilton mm. um, over the city. and everything's on a wait list. So I've put our names in, down. Um, I've said that I'm available to come within an hour's notice. Yeah. Um, but of course, senior correspondent can't. So anyway, so I'm going to try again probably next week. Um, I've tried to call some places. Um, all the lines are either like down, you can't get through. They try and like, like connect you over and it drops you like I'm like, I don't know if it's just people constantly calling or if they've just been like, there's no way we're taking calls. It's right. just going to be like a full-time job. So um, so we'll see what happens. I'm hopeful, but there's not much movement in Hamilton as far as like, like pop-up clinics. Like we don't have that thing. But it's also because Toronto is just so much bigger, so much denser. Um, so, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't checked up on how things are really looking around here because once i got mine to fuck the rest of y'all um but <laughs> i mean real talk why lie but it seems like toronto is really cresting the number of pop-ups the accessibility um like who they're taking has really increased right. quite a bit um if i don't know i mean if you got kids i don't know how that's looking and i don't know what the uh 
I know there's been some chatter about Pfizer being okay for like 12 and up sort of thing, but if you got kids, that's the bigger, that's probably the bigger issue right now. But I mean, most people, I think everyone at work right now is pretty much got their first dose regardless of age. Um, cool. And yeah, my folks back home, Mr. Malash just got his shot on Tuesday. Uh, I think his wife went a little later that week. Pretty much everyone I know back home has gotten their shot. Mind you, we're all fucking old. So, I mean, if I had friends who were like 25, maybe they haven't. But, um, yeah, it's I don't want to, again, I don't want to, especially when the CDC started talking loose this week about oh. like, <laughs> about like oh. if you vax, just live your best life. <laughs> no, no, no. Because a lot of people also still haven't had their second dose. Yeah. And... The vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it. It just makes the symptoms milder. Yeah. Doesn't mean you won't like, get it or spread it. It just means, like, just don't be an idiot. As we've said from time, if you think I'm riding a bus without a mask on, I might not double mask anymore, but I'm definitely hand, keeping hand sanitizer in my bag like I always did. Like, these are now habits. These are just now the way yeah. we live now. And not for nothing, as we've said on the show and as relates to a tweet I also saw, like, who is here for not having a cold in the last year and a half? Right. I just haven't. Flu? I just haven't been sick <laughs> at all. Wonder what could have changed in my lifestyle. Seriously, and that really helped that out. Well, friends, I, I don't want to believe that we're on the come up. You know, it's not my disposition, but to a certain extent, I'm gaining a little, a fraction of optimism. Cautiously optimistic, as we always say. Cautiously optimistic. You're in here in Ontario, the current lockdown that we're under, which by the way, friends, if you're not aware, I believe now Ontario has officially been in a lockdown longer than anywhere. <sighs> Possibly. I mean to varying And it's been and it's been extended till June. Till June, yes. I mean to varying degrees. It probably feels a lot more like a lockdown for Kate than it does for me. Because I still get up and go to work every fucking day. Like, why? But why? 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 But I do. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm happy to. It's paying my bills and keeping me, you know, relatively comfortable, which I mean, we'll talk about that later in updates. Oh, it's going to be a varied, it's going to be just a meshing of interest in updates later. But yeah, like it doesn't, someone cute has the same problem. Like it's never felt like a lockdown for someone cute. Cause I still have like, you know, I'm still processing my trauma from like eight months in the house <laughs> last year. Um, but she didn't even have that. Like she never had a lockdown. She would love a lockdown, real lockdown. Yeah. At, at this point. But yeah, for, for those of y'all who like never got one, I can't imagine what this weirdness, you know, make the joke about like, I look forward to processing the trauma of the past year with all of you going forward. Um, but when you really remember that even the simple things that you haven't done in the last like 18 months. Like, yeah. Like when I talk to people and it's like, they're sad or they're like, you know, upset or like just down and they don't know why. And they can't shake it. And it's like, that sounds really bad for you. I would love, you know, let me take you out for a coffee and we can talk about it. Wait, we can't, Wait, we can't. That's not a thing we can do. That maybe is exacerbating <laughs> the things we're all feeling right now. It's just, well, especially here in Ontario. Like, listen, if you're in a better place, I see some of y'all out there on Twitter having your boba. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disabuse you of your, of your boba love or, 
or your ability to go get it. I know you're all fully vaxxed out and enjoying yourselves. But, man, just like, yeah. The fact that, like, I don't think I have I saw Kate for 15 minutes in December from, like, eight feet away. Like, that's the only time I've seen her. Yeah. It feels like we say shit like that all the time. But, I mean, don't undersell it, y'all. If you're feeling it, you're allowed to feel it. The feels. Oh, the feels. Anything else exciting in your life? No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I had a wonderful Wednesday babysitting a potato for her. <gasps> I had to go dog sit for someone cute. Yes, the potato. We had a wonderful, we had a wonderful day. As I just told someone cute, there are many reasons why he loves her more than he loves me. But uh, one marquee reason I'm sure is because she let him have stick and I worry about stick because he's not going to choke on stick under my watch. So I don't let him, <laughs> I don't let him have, yeah. stick. I do not yeah, let him have stick. He'll never, you'll never be his favorite if you don't let no, him have stick. He, I do not let him have stick and he gets, <laughs> he get big mad when I don't let him have stick. Have stick. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, what else do you need out of your day <laughs> to just chill with a potato and take him for a few walks and, and keep him from eating dandelions? Uh, but again, that's like, that's what passes for excitement these days. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was the best day. <laughs> I just get to have, uh, get to have pupper snugs, doggo snugs all day. Um, yeah, oh, uh, I was, um, I, t- on Friday I was, the weather was really, really nice. Mm. And, uh, I was telling people at work that, um, I was going to go for a nice long walk. I was really excited about it. And I was like, Ooh, be excited for a walk. This lockdown has gone on too long. <laughs> oh too long. my God. <laughs> it really has oh fuck well friends as said there's not really any news happening in the world i don't even know if there are any was there were there trailers that came out who cares who cares there are only two things i want to talk about and talk one of about? them one of them it, they're they're updates so can we just move on to updates <laughs> sure kid go ahead okay follow your bliss. so the first the first is uh, I've been watching a lot of Poro. Uh, I continued. We continue watching Sharp. Still good. A little rapey in the middle, but oh. it gets past that. Um, it was the '90s. Um, but I've been watching a ton of uh, something that has no rape and/or inappropriate content. Agatha Christie's Poro, um, and David Suchet, who is the actor who plays Poro and is well known for playing Par- Poro. Um, is amazing. What are you laughing at? Because this is like the only, the only podcast on earth that has, like, you would need both hands to count the number of shoutouts David Suchet has gotten on this show <laughs> over the years. Because he's amazing. Also, like, so the, the show ran sporadically. Like, initially it was, it has a lot of seasons, and it actually has way more episodes per season than I thought. I thought it was, like, sort of the regular, like, maybe four tops but actually it's quite a bit more oh um, listen it, your boy sushi is eating for like the rest of his life he's not oh, oh that's yeah. like he's um, set and he the show ran from 1989 to 2013 Good like, Lord. well they did the final so okay i'm gonna go into a little bit of i don't want to call it deep lore because oh. i'm sure you can look look it up something but, for the sushi hive so agatha christie's last book that was published in her lifetime 
was the Poirot novel Curtain, which is where Poirot dies. No. Yes. Uh, so, which is really interesting because Agatha Christie, I mean, wrote Poirot into, I think, the 50s, and she actually wrote this earlier, put it in a vault, and was like, if I die, you are to publish this, And but she decided to publish it. I think she knew she was she was dying. So this was like in the 70s. Mm. Um, anyway, so the book itself is 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 good like uh as she was writing poirot getting on in age people are like you know they don't have as much punch as they used to so this one had a little more punch but they actually filmed curtain with david suchet um as the last poirot episode um so it that's just i just think that's really cool and like david suchet i again oh yeah uh the program for 13 series and 70 episodes in total each episode was adapted from a novel or short story by Christie that featured Poirot. Um, so yeah, so it just, it's just a really good classic detective, detective stories. They're only an hour. I think there's a couple uh, longer specials. I think Curtain's longer. Um, I can't watch Curtain because I'll probably cry. Uh, and I need things that to be a little more uplifting. <laughs> So that's on one side, and that's me hanging out with Paro this week. And then we have to talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh-oh. Mortal Kombat. So I saw the tra trailer for – okay. I was a kid in the 90s. I watched the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, you did. Quite a few times. It was on TV, like, quite often. Um, and we owned it. At one point. That's big latchkey kid energy. If you've seen Mortal Kombat, like... <laughs> yeah. Like quite, more, than quite often. more than 15 times. Quite I, I, saw it, 15, I saw it in a theater, y'all. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure so I saw old. it in a theater. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, if you don't know about the original Mortal Kombat film, it is classic cheese, but like good classic cheese. Um... I wouldn't even say it's a hot mess. I was about to say, like, it's a hot mess. It's, it's not a hot not, mess. It's it, not, no. It's it holds not together. It holds together thematically, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and it's, but it's like a, like, you watch it and you're like, geez, like the 90s. But it was a good time and it still is. Um, so I'd seen the Caitlin, trailer. Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. No movie with a thunder god who has a French accent can ever be bad. No. Can't. Um, Christopher so <laughs> Sorry, I had seen finish him. Um, I had seen the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat, and I'm, I didn't know this, but senior correspondent Chris is actually a big Mortal Kombat fan. Um, see, we're still discovering things about each other. Um, and he has had an incredibly long week. He's worked like sixty hours at least uh, this week. So I was like, "What do you want to watch after D D and D last night?" And he and he was like. And we were going through and we saw Mortal Kombat come up on Amazon Prime. And you have to pay extra for it. But mm. we looked at each other and he's like, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Mortal Kombat. This movie is good. Now, the reviews aren't good. I didn't know this. Uh, but when I was looking into it, because I was like, who directed this thing? Um, people are like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the problem with it is. Probably because 
this movie is not overly ambitious. <laughs> and when I found out about the director, it kind of makes sense. So the director is a guy named Simon McQuoid. He's Australian. You've never heard of him. He's never directed any other feature film. He directs commercials. Okay. Which is understandable because this movie totally was on time on budget like you can tell <laughs> like i'm not saying that they skimped i'm saying that they made really good use of sets it like i said not overly ambitious um it was the i thought the action was good the there was like just enough gore um there was classic lines um I don't know. I just thought it was a really good, fun film. And some of the reviews I saw, again, I can't even tell you exactly what their problem with it was, but I think it was because it wasn't this big, giant production um, that they were like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> the current state of film criticism in a word. <laughs> meh. Meh. Uh, just thinking about grumpy um Reviewers, rather. Um, but now, here's the thing. So the budget was $55 million, And in movie-making money, that's like nothing. That ain't a lot, no. But it made it back. $73.7 million. It's Dang. also apparently in, like... In a pandemic. Yes. And apparently, it is the biggest like, ver like online release, like streaming release... Oh, really? ...of a new movie. Um, and it... Very big in Russia. Um, <laughs> but basically, there's a couple things with this movie that it does really well. So it, it, they have a, a new character. Um, and honestly, it was fine. I thought it was going to be like really shoehorned in. But he's the main character of the movie. And I actually thought it was really good. It was well done. Um, they changed some stuff about the lore, but not crazy. Um, so if you didn't know a lot about Mortal Kombat lore, you're you're okay. Um, the character of Kano, I mean, he carries the film. He was fucking brilliant. Like, j you j need to watch this film just for Kano. Um, he was really funny. And, and just did his part really, really well. Um, Sonya Blade actually had a Mako Mori arc. Which is, like, an, a character arc that is independent of the main characters who are male. Mm -hmm. Like she just had this cool little arc of her own. Um, yeah. The action was good. It was just fucking fun. But Kate, People stop Kate, being angry at fun. Kate, what? Do you know who what? played sub zero? Of course. That's why we, I was like talking about watching it. <laughs> Here's a hint y'all. She wants to wear his face. I do. It's it's Joe Taslim. Joe Taslim, Joe Taslim I, I believe, is his name. Joe yes. Taslim. Um, and he is in Warrior. Uh, he plays a bad guy, and he plays a really good Sub-Zero. Um, and, yeah, they also did cool things with Sub-Zero's powers that I really liked. He was like Elsa on steroids. I mean, has Elsa ever made a blade out of someone's own blood and then stabbed them with it? I think I did hear about that in this in this movie. <laughs> It was awesome. Um, so basically, this movie is not – it is not overreached. It has not tried to do something phenomenal. It has made a fun little action film out of a video game. The runtime doesn't go on too long. 
there are no mid or end credit scenes. Uh, they're like we're, no, uh, we're not setting up the extended Mortal Kombat universe. We're just yeah, and like yes, you can see that there's room for possibly more movies, but this movie yeah did not go over its budget, did not go over its filming time, um, and yeah, I just I was pleased with the characters. I was it was fun. Um, Kano, just go see the movie for Kano. Um, I think that actor's gonna like blow up now because he was so good. And Joe Teslim. <laughs> the end. Go see it. The end for everything or just your Mortal Kombat story? Th- that's no everything. All right. Mortal Kombat was the most important thing. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was the most important thing. Uh, Segway, Joe Teslim, not just in Mortal Kombat, as Kate said, also in Warrior. She wants to wear his face. And someone mm-hmm. cute is all in on warrior is in season two now has blown past me completely. And we were both having a very delighted, uh, afternoon yesterday, sending each other posts from the cast Instagram accounts, specifically, I believe, uh, Jason Tobin who plays young June. Uh, yeah. She might want to wear his face Oh really? for being, for being real talk about it. Also father June is from Oakland, which is very, uh, you know, very near and dear to someone cute's heart. So (laughs) she loves him too. But just, yeah, just when they got renewed for season three, like just the joy, they're all clearly friends and they all clearly like each other, like the entire cast. And it's just very heartwarming when the people who are in the thing you like, like each other to that degree, like it just makes it very fun. Um, Mei Lin and the actress Diane Doan, who plays Mei Lin and Olivia Chang, who plays uh, Atsoi, is that her name? The brothel, madam. They're both Canadian. Uh, They both get along very well. Diane Doan is married to Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. Yeah. Which is like the ship of the year for me. Um, bless them both. Please stay together so I can believe love is real. Um, wow. Love it. And yeah, I, I am not nearly as caught up to her as uh, uh, as far as Warrior goes, but I mean, remains remains a quality watch every time I get to spend some time with it. What mm-hmm. else did I get into this week? So, like I said, I was babysitting a potato. Not a whole. I mean, I could have taken him for longer walks, I guess, but not. not He's a, a potato. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to tire out the potato. But I was like, I need something, and what am I going to watch in you know the morning or the afternoon? Well, this seems as good a time as any to polish off season one of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. So the the cameo episode that everyone talked about, where it was like. You know, if, if the show left the station, as it were, you know, where it was just kind of doing its thing, but then it seemed to, like, move on to another uh, playing field. It was good. Um, I mean, it's, do I want to say who was in it? Or in case anybody hasn't seen it, let them be surprised yeah, and delighted. Them, I mean, we don't really care about spoilers, but for you guys, I think you definitely should watch it. And then you should be surprised by it because it's just so much fun. It's not even, like, the biggest stars in the world. So, I mean, it's the What We Do in the Shadow show. So, I mean, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement show up in it. Um, but there are other people in that episode where you're like, really? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's surprising. But to my money, the fucking orgy episode that happened after was one of the <laughs> dumbest and hilarious <laughs> Uh, most hilarious half hours of television I've watched in recent memory. Because you don't want to throw a bad orgy, Caitlin. No. I cannot even speak the name of the vampire that organized that monstrosity. I don't give a fuck. His name was Mike. Fucking Mike. Fucking Mike. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a pleasure swing, not a sex net, you idiot. Which reminds me, go set up the sex net. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. 
dumb. Oh my god, it was wonderful. Mayor of Easttown continues to be Mayor of Easttown, although it had a very bizarre slapstick comedy moment in it. <laughs> like oh. all all it was missing was the Benny Hill theme. It was very <laughs> out of like the, the Siobhan, the daughter's girlfriend who she broke up with came over to try and win her back and she's in the basement, but Siobhan doesn't realize it when she comes home with the new girl. And then she, the ex-girlfriend screams and runs out and bashes Jean Smart in the head with the door. And then she goes down and like literally was like, this is, what are you doing? What you doing, Mayor of Easttown? Um, still interesting. I mean, again, I, I was listening to Chris and Andy. No, it wasn't Chris and Andy. It was Chris and Sean sitting in for Andy. Um, talking about how like understandable it is that like, you know. Especially if you're, like, watching, you know, Real Housewives or something. How would you ever tell somebody, like, you should really check out, you should really hang with Kate Winslet as her, as her life falls apart for an hour every week. <laughs> like that's yeah. Tough hang. Not for everybody. Um, no. But, and it may not, like, we still got three episodes of this to go. Um, so, who knows? Who knows? I'm still enjoying it. It's still a part of my, uh, you know, weekly appointment viewing. Other things I want to shout out. Um... Always want to shout out Seth Meyers. I feel like I brought it up before. I love his closer look segments. He has started doing this thing just for YouTube on Fridays where he uh, does all the corrections for the week from like YouTube comments and stuff. And he oh gets, my God, amazing. <laughs> he gets kind of pissy with the staff and the commenters. <laughs> and it's very, uh, it's very enjoyable. And it's very much him. With with less fucks. I mean, it's not for it's not for TV. Like an example is like they used to call it a digital exclusive, and it's like about five hundred of you told me that all TV is digital. So this is doesn't make it any real difference by calling this digit calling this digital. I would offer a counterpoint that it's not really that exclusive either. <laughs> it's not like you had to pass a doorman to watch this. Like. <laughs> It's greatly enjoyable. My my mornings, my mornings or post work evenings with Seth Meyers are always a, a nice way to come down from the workday. Also, briefly wanted to shout out in, in Waifu World News uh, for the first time ever, I believe Aqua put out a video that featured the voice actresses instead of like an animated video of the characters. Oh, which was odd. Good for them. Get that. Get that shine. Rough. Rough year for them. The state of things in Japan is still not a. Uh, not dope by any stretch of the imagination. And for the third time, I believe they had to cancel their uh, fifth anniversary shows. It's going to be their seventh anniversary by the time they get to have these shows. And I feel really bad for them because I'm sure they're working very hard and to have this continually sort of yanked out from under them has got to be frustrating, but safety first y'all. Um, the only other thing, Oh, I did want to say also that while I was babysitting a potato and had access to television, I did watch uh, about seven minutes of Rosemary and time. <laughs> Yeah, a whole seven minutes. I'm surprised you lasted that long. Because <laughs> I saw it on the Vision Network, friends. The Vision Network is the network where old lady Christians watch their television. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, I could see that. I could see that being. It's very, like, non-anything. <laughs> it is is the whitest bread network. If you don't want the needle to move at all, you watch Vision. Vision is where the the show called Let's Sing back in the day, which was just White people sitting around a piano singing like old timey songs and hymns and shit. It's it's nursing home TV. I mean, it's a real talk. It's what is what it is, and I I'm sure many of Caitlin's favorite shows end up on Vision. Oh, absolutely. Well, a lot of my favorite shows are for me hanging out with my grandma and watching them. True. So yes, true to that. Um, 
obviously it did not compel me to watch longer than that, but I was like, what a, what an interesting insight into Caitlin's brain this seven minutes has been. Um, one other weird thing that I think is going to, and this, this, this coalesces with a bit of sickness talk. It's been a minute, y'all. Did you think we forgot? Did you think we forgot? Did you think it was over? It's never over. (laughs) Never over. Um, updates and sickness talk. I had mentioned that Utada Hikaru's One Last Kiss from the Evangelion movies, uh, was getting a pressing. I originally did the pre-order on that and then saw a sweet Canadian pressing for much less dollars on Uncle Bezos' site. I hang my head in shame. My wallet does not. <laughs> Damn, son. Sorry. Bees you like, gotta do what's best for you. Bees like that sometimes, y'all. Um, and then I, I fell, I fell into the hype, Kate. Oh, no. There's a store in Brooklyn called the Turntable Lab. I think they've been around since before the current renaissance, long before the current renaissance. And they will occasionally do um, exclusive pressings. And they were showing this thing off, but not saying what it was all week. And it sounded kind of funky. And the record looked gorgeous. It was just like seafoam and white splatter on clear. Like, it was just a gorgeous slab of wax. And the music sounded kind of all right. And I'm like, what is that? And they finally, like, revealed what it was. And it was this... Australian duo called surfing that fucked around and kind of like low key co-invented vaporwave back in like 2012. Oh, that's all by doing like, I mean, they didn't, I'm sure anyone who like knows vaporwave would be coming for me. Like right now, like the, the DMS are probably exploding right now. If anyone even catches word of this, yes, I guess I know it was echo jams was the first, was the first vaporwave uh, project. Um, but it's more so like, you know, the Portlandia theme song, Feel It All Around by Washed Out. Like, do you know that song? Yeah. 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 It's more like that, but like a little more chopped and screwed, slow down type of thing. Like, the, the, my fav- my immediate favorite song on the album when I listened to it was uh, a Kenny G sample, like slowed down to, <laughs> slowed, slowed and pitched down. It was amazing. That's all That's all we need. If, if I drank cough syrup, like, this would be my jam. Like, I'd just be like, yes, let me just, <laughs> just slug back a bottle of Robitussin and vibe out to this. Um <laughs> But I, I I fell into I fell into the hype and I was like, it's a gorgeous piece, looks great. I like the music. The Canadian dollar is strong right now. <laughs> ah, fuck it, ka-ching. <laughs> pulled pulled on that one. So that'll be coming in late May. And then, but the one thing, the one day I have coming, which is probably happening as you listen to this, friends, since like mm, January, they announced that one of the early grails for me. A record that like was on the Japan list, but I didn't think I'd ever find in Japan actually, because it came out in 1988 by a woman named Kanako Wada. I don't even know how I got onto it. I didn't hear it sampled. I think I just found it farting around uh, when I first got into city pop, vaporwave, all that shit. Um, the song was called Sunday Brunch. It's amazing. It sounds like some Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis type stuff. Like I said, 88, which is a little later in my uh, in my wheelhouse. I feel like 77 to 84 is generally my sweet spot. So a little later, 88, great song though. And again, nobody, this is one of those, it's that thing that happens where like nobody cared about this album when it came out. And then some kids started finding it and the rare groove kids started finding it in Japan right? and playing it out. And now it's worth like $200 for an OG mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting repressed, found it on jet set records the homies at jet set records. But again, if I'm going to do this, you start doing the calculus, go back and watch my, <laughs> Go back and watch my 40-minute video I made last lockdown, friends, about my record-buying philosophies. We're full. We're, we're math in this. We are Homer with the ledger out. We are just <laughs> scribbling down. How are we going to maximize this? 
I was working on a flat tax proposal, and I accidentally proved there's no God. And there was one Kanako Wada, oddly enough, sang some theme songs for an anime called Kimigure Orange Road in the 80s. Every soundtrack from Kimigure Orange Road got repressed this year, also on beautiful packages and color vinyls. Vinyls. I'm doing it myself now. Color vinyl. God. The plural of vinyl is vinyl. Um, I started, like, doing, oh, shit, do I want to get these? Like, or which ones do I want to get? Which one's got the, I'm not going to get them all. There's, like, five of them. I'm not buying all of them. Like, which, which one's going to maximize? Slap to dollar ratio. You know, you know the fucking vibes. Like, what's the slap to dollar ratio here? So all this week, I've been listening to Kimigori Orange Road soundtracks <laughs> to try to figure out. To figure out the slap to dollar and ratio. To, to perfect the slap to dollar ratio. And then I had a crazy brain fart where I was like, you know what? Maybe I should watch Kimigori Orange Road. <laughs> Oh my god, you're in too deep, man. No, because this is also a show that, like, is very much, as far as, like, aesthetic. I've watched, I guarantee you, 700 City Pop YouTube mixes that featured footage from the Kimigori Orange Road anime. Like, it's just, it's so entrenched in the visual look of, like, throwback City Pop nostalgia, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, the vibe is, like, Sailor Moon backgrounds from the 90s anime. Just the backgrounds. Not okay. the characters. Uh, City Hunter, this old anime from the 80s called City Hunter, and like Kimigori Orange Road. Like if you're making your, if you just need a loop to play to accompany your mix, you pick one of those three things. Every time. Amazing. And Crunchyroll's got all of Kimigori Orange Road, so I was like, well, let me check this out. So I watched a couple episodes this week, and it's kind of charming. What do I know about this show now? Oh. It's... So it's from like 86, 80, 87, 88. Again, don't come for me. I didn't bother looking up the years. Um, it's basically a love triangle story. Um, you know, you're, you're one glorious summer in high school type of thing. So super nostalgia vibes there already with the added twist that your main character protagonist and his family are espers. So they have extra normal powers, you know, psychic powers, right. you know, whatever. And your two girls are Madoka and Hikaru. The other twist there is Madoka is a giant delinquent. Like, when the character meets her, she seems like she's going to be this, like, you know, idealized, you know, girl for him to chase, whatever. But no, she's possibly the prototypical Sundere. I don't know if she's the first of that character type. Sorry, y'all. Sundere is the, like, the hard-to-get girl. The girl who likes you but will never admit it type of character type trope. Madoka from from KOR may have been one of the first Sundere types in a popular anime. Also, this manga and anime were, like, crucial in breaking the form in Europe, apparently. I don't know the whole story there, um, according to Wikipedia. Very big deal for that. Um, But, yeah, just super charming. Really, for me, the look is very comp from, like, when I first started watching anime. Like, the character designs are very 80s. Lots of poofy hair. Um, Madoka is fun as a, you know, uh, delinquent beating, (laughs) smoking, (laughs) saxophone playing delinquent. and I've also low-key spoiled the entire ending of the series for myself um, in the conclusion, concluding movie where, like, you know, decisions are made and couples are paired off. Because ultimately you got, oh you got Madoka and Hikaru are the girls and Kiyosuke is the guy. Kiyosuke loves Madoka but can never really – but Madoka won't admit how she feels about it. So he, he ends up with Hikaru for, like, two-thirds of the series. Um, that sort of thing. Again, it's like a 40-episode series, so am I going to be skimming for some of it? Probably, but – and the music's not bad, so I'm probably going to buy Sound Collection 1 and the uh, <laughs> and the movie soundtrack, which has got some heavy vibraphone on it. And you know how we feel about heavy vibraphone, friends. Wow. 
that was this was an adventure. I'm glad I went with you. It, we were a lot of stops. We got some ice cream. It was great. Listen, friends, even if I'm not talking about the sickness, even if Mr. Malash just gets the brunt of my sickness talk, you know it's always there. Well, friends, I guarantee you that this episode is going to be shorter than the average episode of the thing we watched this week. So we're going to take a pause right here. And when we come back, who wants to go back to K-dramas? It's been a minute. We settled into Vincenzo. We'll talk about it when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we brought each other, or things, but no longer things, now just thing. 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 We brought each other. Before we get into it, we have some rules. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want absolute chaos. A little chaos is, is fun. Absolute chaos, no, it just gives me a panic attack. So we have some rules. The first one being the rule of three, which preemptively both Jordan and I broke. Listen, friends, here's the thing. <laughs> We always say it's like three things. If the thing comes in parts, you give it three chances. You know, you watch three of them. Read three chapters. Watch three episodes. You know, listen to three hours of something. You know, like, but, like, listen. There's also, like, a time element here. Yes. If you have given something three hours of your life and not hit the three-episode mark, I think you can call it. I think we're good. That's what happened here. Neither of us regret it. I think we can still. We've still seen enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. So besides me going, have you actually watched three of these episodes? <laughs> and and me- us coming to terms with the fact that we were only going to watch two. And me going, we have not eh, talked eh. about this. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, we have only talked about that. We have not talked about anything else because we want to save it until we are sitting in front of these microphones. So you get the hottest of takes. You don't want stale takes. No, nobody wants stale takes. They don't go well with reheated tea. You don't want to, you know, your tea dregs are not going to wash down a stale take. No, it's not going to happen. Um, the third rule isn't really a rule. It's just that there is a, uh, it's a policy that there will be spoilers. But it's a Korean drama, so it's really hard to spoil anything. Even when they're trying to be twisty-turny, it's really hard to spoil things. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really be spoiled. Um... And, yeah, so, as I said, Korean drama, it is Vincenzo. You may have seen it on your Netflix, because they're pushing it as a Netflix original. And also, preemptively, I'm going to try my best on names. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild, (laughs) y'all. Settle in. Uh, I will fail. I apologize in advance. Um, I'm not shirking it off, being like, I don't know, it's foreign. I, I will really try, but... I know I am going to get some sounds and intonations incorrect, and I apologize in advance. So, um, Jordan, do you want me to talk about it first, or would you like to talk about it, or how do we want to do this? Are you going to break down the premise? Oh, um, but before that, I should probably break down the premise. Um, It's the story of an uh, Italian mafia lawyer who came to Korea due to the betrayal of the organization, wiping up the villain in a villain's way with another lawyer. At the age of eight, Park Ju Young went to Italy after being adopted by an Italian family. He later joins the mafia, where he is, he is subsequently adopted by, it doesn't really matter, but Don Fabio, head of the Cassano mafia family. Park Ju Young ha- 
uh, was renamed Vincenzo Cassano and became an Italian lawyer, a consigliere. Robert Duvall. He became Robert Duvall. (laughs) Okay, for the mafia. And Don Fabio's right-hand man. After Fabio dies, uh, Paolo, Fabio's biological son and the new leader of the Cassano family, attempts to kill Vincenzo. Vincenzo flees to Seoul and sets out to recover 1.5 tons of gold that he helped a Chinese tycoon who recently died secretly stashed within the basement of Gyumga Plaza. However, a real estate company under Babel Group has illegally taken ownership of the building and Vincenzo must use his skill skills to reclaim the building and recover his for- fortunes. That is a much clearer description of what happens in the show. <laughs> than anything that happens in the first two episodes. But continue. Uh, Vincenzo becomes involved with lawyer Hong Chai-young, the type of attorney who will do anything to win a case. Um, So, yeah, that is actually a really good synopsis from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, And the – I guess I will start by saying the first two episodes of the show are a mess, specifically the first episode. It was not what I thought it was going to be. And that is my own fault. So, also, it should, should be said, Kate brought this in. Fair. We love yeah. it. We love a good K-drama. There's nothing wrong with settling into a K-drama. <clears throat> some, yeah. some of the best things that have ever been brought forth on this show are probably K-dramas. Pasta and Romance yeah. is a bonus book. Two of the, like, all-time greats that we've oh, yeah. ever talked Absolutely. about on this show. So, I mean, it's not like anybody was rolling their eyes when a, when a K-drama was brought to the table. And also, like Kate said, Netflix seems to be really pushing this. Like, yeah. if you even, like, clicked to read about any K-drama, they were like, oh, you like K-dramas? How about Vincenzo? Huh? How about Vincenzo? You check out Vincenzo? How about Vincenzo? New episodes. Now, also, to add to this, Vincenzo is, like, the sixth highest rated drama on TVN history. I've read, like- I read that. It was crazy successful. And I think possibly yes. in large part due to the guy playing Vincenzo, who I think is, like, king of the flower boys or soft masculinity or something. He's, he's very popular over there. Um, yes. And at first I didn't like his face, but then it grew on me and I did like his face. And I was like, oh, I see. Do you want to wear it though? No, I don't want to wear his face. Very. Caitlin don't like soft boys. You need to understand that about Caitlin. That's true. I like, I like hard boys and or chonky boys. (laughs) (laughs) And like boys who should like probably smash a hole through a wall. Jesus. She like them chonk. What can you say? Um, I do like thick, like with two C's. So the, the early notes I have here, number one. And this is can be true of K dramas in general um, to an extent. The show thinks it is much cooler than it actually is. <laughs> yes, and that was see from the from the get go. I wasn't sure if this was like a new type of K drama because they made it look like really mm-hmm. cool, and even the mm-hmm. intro was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, are they going for what was that show that we watched where it was like Japan and England? Oh, Gir- Girihaji. I think, yes. And I was like, maybe they've done something like that, and it's, like, a lot darker, and maybe this is, like, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't, no. and it was okay, but it was, like, a real, like, the first episode, there was, like, mixes of the cool thing and and uh, that they were trying to do, but then it just, like, settles right into regular K-drama. So, and I I'm mean, like, really, they didn't need this Italian mafia thing for this to work. Like, this was not something they needed to do. Like, the one thing I have in my notes... So, let's run down the plot. So, I mean, all the shit that Kate said in the preamble happens 
you, you establish that Vincenzo is this total badass. He goes to meet with a rival family, off make an offer, doesn't go well. He burns their entire vineyard down. You're like, okay, soft boy, you, you like you doing, you do some work here. Mm-hmm. Goes and has a threatening talk with his like, you know, brother, his adopted brother. After their father has passed, you establish the differences in their leadership type of thing. And you're again, like Kate, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be doing something a little different and then there's an assassination attempt on vincenzo and he's like peace out i'm bouncing to soul don't come for me uh ends up in soul and suddenly we have the wacky cast of characters in the oh my god in the plaza <laughs> including the guy with the you know fake mustache like drawn on the fake italian the chef italian with the mustache dude. drawn oh. on oh just and the weird the weird dancer the monk like the lady who makes her food too fishy. <laughs> the, the note All I the have, the note I have here is in true K drama fashion. Would you like every story? Okay. Oh my god! Yes, that's what some of my notes. I was like, there are not just an A, B, and C plot. No. There's like a D plot, an E plot, an F plot. I'm like, this is too many plots. So you can pick whatever story you like. Personally, I really liked mother daughter legal dra- or mother father daughter legal drama. That was my right? personal favorite. I, I was, was there like, for that's that one. Really good. Yes. So you could have tweaked the show and made it put her at the lead and have it be her, you know, going after success, but working against her father who always does the like pro bono, you know, good time work, you know, every time it's just them arguing with each other. I'm like, I'm here. I enjoy this. Though she is awful and whiny. Um, Though I do love him being like, I'm going to strike you out of, I guess they have. A family, like, it's Regis- not a family role registry. Called, registry. Yeah. And she's like, you can't even do that anymore. It's not even a thing anymore. He's like, I'm going to try. I mean, that was kind of funny. They have funny parts, um, but she is obnoxious and horrible. I mean, and she's um, she's playing that type. I mean, if you've ever watched yes. a K-drama, that's a type. But she's... That is a type. I found her doing it exceptionally well. Like, when she, like, mm-hmm. comes back to the office to snoop, basically, and is like, oh, I left my... Where did I leave? He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, uh, I left my wallet here. Uh, where, like, super broad kind of like physical comedy as she's like looking for her wallet yeah. and meanwhile his assistant is like i just cleaned this place it's not here it's like oh i'm sure i left it somewhere like it's super broad korean comedy but and i always like that she walks in the wrong direction <laughs> first yes. no matter like when she just <laughs> when she goes to storm like, off storms yeah. off yeah and, and everyone's like oh it's the other way um so they have some fun bits um there's that older lady lawyer who you know is going to get a makeover eventually and was that the one dancing in the laundromat is that her story yes, like, what? yes. i don't and know she, what's going on with her just this weirdo and i kind of like it i'm like you could actually make this is a really good like korean lawyer drama like this because there's lots of different lawyers there's lots of different stuff going on you didn't need the plaza and him being from italy it it adds nothing <laughs> to the plot um Except that he's cool and Italian, and no one can say his name. Casanova. Um, and so, yeah, it just was so messy. Um, they had some good moments. Uh, I didn't see that he... I knew he was planning something, but in the second episode where he... They're coming to, break, like, smash the building down, and he plans that, like, Italian festival. Mm. That was fun. So, uh, the basic... Yeah, like Kate said, the basic crux, I guess, if you want to pick the... If you want to dive into the muck of all these plots and stories that are swirling around this show, because there are many. So many. The one you want to pull out is, Vin- and I, like again, it's not super clear in the show itself, or maybe I was trying to multitask because I did not have three hours to dedicate to two episodes of this show. Cor- An episode should not be 
an like okay solid hour for Korean drama expect hour and 20 to 30 minutes Korea Not okay Korea what you doing <laughs> like I went in expect I went in knowing it was gonna you know I love to complain about things that are long you know I love it yes but I yes. went into this ahead of time going like Kate brought a Korean drama it's gonna be in at 61 minutes per episode I know that mm-hmm. this is what this is what I've been trained to expect from a Korean drama I fired up the first one it was 90 minutes I went okay first premiere super size premiere fine Yellow- yes. Yellowstone did that whatever get into the second episode and it's an hour 25 and I'm like Korea Please, yeah. please calm down. And this isn't like Sherlock where there's like three episodes on a season. There's 20 episodes of this thing. Yeah. I don't even want to say. Oh, oh, oh my mm, God. Oh my God. There's also the plot with the the guy from the the International Security Intellig- Intelligence Service. Yeah. Who's like the mob. They track all the different like mafia activity. Yeah. And he's like always fighting his boss. He's got the laziest he- boss in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, we have to track Vincenzo, and his boss is like, nah, just leave him alone. He's like, but he's like a top mafia guy, and his boss is like, no, 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 just leave him alone. And why? he's like, why would he no? come? To, why would he come to Korea? Duh. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, so the main pl- uh, the main plot you yeah. want to pull out is so Vincenzo leaves Italy. Um, yes. Whether he, I think he kind of knew the game was up when his father died, and he knew this sort of thing what this attempt on his life was probably going to happen. Knew he couldn't stay there. And when is it a step? So, and basically at some point in his life, he had done this job. I don't know why. Was it a favor? It was to make, it was for, they wanted a good relationship between the Cassano Italian mafia family and this Chinese Chinese mafia family or Chinese family. They were trying to make a good, um, establish a good uh, relationship. So they basically, devise the Casanos devise this secret room where this Chinese triad can store their gold, all this gold. And they build the plaza on top of it, basically. And, um, only Vincenzo and the, his like real estate guy know about the gold and the Chinese guy. And then at some point he sees that the Chinese guy has unexpectedly died of a heart attack on the golf course type of thing. Um, the Chinese guy barely has a name. He doesn't even have any said lines. Just like, he's just there to like provide gold. Um, so you have gold in the basement of this building. That's now filled with all these wacky tenants that Vincenzo wants out of there. needs to get them out of there. He wants to go to Malta. He's like, I'm two weeks in Korea and then I'm off to Malta. Because there's this, you know, this MacGuffin about like, you can't just, because the way the room is built, if it's not like opened properly, like if any sort of, if you hit the floor or something, or if there's any sort of like, if anything lodges the pillars, the whole thing will fall in on itself. And it's like you, the building will demolish and you're not going to get it. So the building has got to be taken down in a specific way. So you have Vincenzo trying to do this in a way that he can get the gold. Meanwhile, this other, you know, shadowy pharmaceutical real estate, whatever big pharma conglomerate type organization with a chairman who takes slap shots to the chest whenever he feels he's failed. What? <laughs> What? I thought he was slap shotting the guy. I'm very confused about that. That's definitely no. I don't. I assume that was the chairman. That's the guy they talked to. That the lawyers. Oh. That the daughter lawyer and her intern talked to. Um, oh, I might have on the way I, out. I did also get slightly distracted. Listen, so. ninety minutes, y'all. You got things to do, <laughs> and we don't speak <laughs> Korean. So they just want to like they this big pharma you know conglomerate doesn't know about the gold. They just want. They just want to tear the building down. They just want to buy the building and tear the building down. Um, for reasons unknown. I don't know. That's just what big corporations do, I guess. 
they just want to buy the land and they kind of do it under duress. They threaten Vincenzo's real estate guy. So they technically own the building, but they acquired yeah. it illegally. So now there's like, now you have the cat and mouse element of Vincenzo trying to keep these people from blowing up the building before he can do it properly in a way that'll get him the gold. I yeah. guess. God, it's so convoluted. Um, I almost said, and I, th- I said to someone cute talking about this show, like I almost, if you, you almost want to know what happens, I almost want to know what happens, but I almost feel like it's not the content. It's the delivery method. Like if you, if these two episodes had been six, if these two 90 minute episodes had been, you know, six, 25 minute episodes, would I be as like averse to it? Maybe not. I know that's just a brain trick on my part. Like mm-hmm. it's the same just... amount of time put in, but like. I just, I, I, there too, there's too much, there's too much. They have tried to put in too much. And this is and even, I know, like, there's not even a romance plot yet. And you know, it's coming. You know, it's like oh, a it's smooth. between the daughter and Vincenzo. Yeah, obviously. Like, we know that. Um, it's just, it's weird because, I mean, they, they, like, we've talked about this before and this is a cultural thing and it's nothing against Korean dramas. They just, they have this very slapstick type of humor in them. Um, where I think a lot of times their more subtle humor is actually a lot better. Just a cultural thing. Totally fine. Um, and there's like, they've wedged in a lot of slapstick. Like the guy with like the super sweaty feet. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just, I'm like, no. And like, there's so many good things in it that you could like, I swear you could recut this. And make it, like you said, make the episodes a little bit shorter, recut it to cut some of the stuff out, and you would have, like, an amazing drama. Just period. Not even Korean drama, just, like, drama. Um, but, yeah, they just, they did a lot. It feel, felt like they had four plots around the office, and they were like, here, let's all put them into one <laughs> Korean drama. Oh, my God. Drama. And we're totally forgetting about, like, the eighth plot, which is about... Vincenzo's presumably mom who is in jail oh, yes. who was def- who's still getting defended pro bono by uh you know the father the lawyer, lawyer dad yeah, yeah. by lawyer dad um and that's you know he's got his eye on that cuz he wants to you know find out or free his mom and it's probably all going to tie back into this bebel group whatever conglomerate just like there's so much going on y'all so much like yeah you don't, I'm, and I really want him to find those people who robbed him in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, you, you're not very good at this, Vincenzo. Like, why? <laughs> you, you yeah. were, you're wasting cigarettes. You're wasting, what else was he wasting? Champagne. You're just throwing, oh, my God. Throwing that, SIM, card, throwing SIM yes. cards into a full glass of champagne. Like, like, really? I, I was like, I know I, we've established this episode and throughout the series that I have poor brain. But the minute he did that, I was like, how fucking dare you? It's a waste of full flute of Dom to so destroy your so many card. ways to dispose of that fucking SIM card. Um, uh, uh, but that said, though, um, all the actors are really good. Like, they all know great, their roles. Yeah. They're all doing it well, even if it's a stupid actor, like, Sweaty Feet guy, who clearly plays the, like, all talk, I'm a great martial artist, but talks too fucking yeah. much to the point where you're like, shut up, please. Like I said, the actress playing the daughter, lawyer is doing her job very well um her intern i really liked for some reason oh yeah and the sneakers and when the the boss is like why did you hire him and he's like you hired me sir actually you hired me um 
Vincenzo is the dad is very endearing. Dad lawyer is very endearing. You're like, oh, yes, very you, endearing. You, you would be the guy who's like looks out for everybody, and you know, yeah, he's their last straw, Jordan. <laughs> he's the last, the last straw you can grab for. That's how that's how he approaches his profession, and I mean, who doesn't love that? And he gets Vincenzo very drunk and invites him over for soup. So I mean, yes, why not? So really, like good times. It's also I also appreciate. Um, Romance as a bonus book was bad for this, where it's like, I mean, I don't, wealth porn is not my thing, so I don't front, um, I'm not going to begrudge any sort of show or culture for, you know, wealth porn is just part of the culture, so I'm not going to begrudge anyone for imbibing in it. Um, Romance as a bonus book was really bad for that. It's like, yo, you work in publishing. He does not, he does not live in that house. Like... (laughs) You do not live in that house. I guarantee you the guy... And nobody has benefits. Like No one has benefits. The guy designing covers is in an apartment. He definitely makes more money than you, dog. Like, guarantee you the guy doing graphic design is making more money than the editor. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, this does not really indulge in that somewhat comedically. I bet even the rich people are not, like, super rich um, to the point where you feel yeah. bad about your life, where Korean dramas can be kind of bad for that sometimes. Um, so, it's, it's hard for me to recommend... Um, Purely yeah, for the investment, wanted... purely for the time investment, like. If you got a lot of time, like if you are in an industry where you can't work right now and you're getting the Uncle Justin money, <laughs> I don't know very many people who are anymore, but if you are and you really want to invest in a very uh, messy Korean drama, have at it. But if you want to watch a really good Korean drama, go watch Pasta. <laughs> Go watch Pasta. Go watch Romance as a bonus book. Hell, go back and uh, watch uh, Boys Over Flowers. From get, get some real classic shit on. And, like, listen, if I didn't have Warrior, Kimigori Orange Road, the whatever the hell else is on my plate, you know, Mayor of Easttown, you know, whatever whatever else in my current media diet, if that all wasn't – if my plate wasn't already uh, sufficiently full with things that I like more than this – Mm-hmm. Like I say, it wouldn't be a nice, like, you know, polish off a night, like get home from work. You know, it's going to take up your whole night. So, I mean, settle into 90 you minutes of Vincenzo. I was going to say that I've never, I very rarely wished. I mean, of all the languages, I do wish I knew. I very rarely been like, wow, I really wish I knew Korean. But for K-dramas, especially something like this, totally, if I knew Korean, it would totally be paint and playing in the background. Oh, yeah. So you pop in the earbuds and do the dishes while it plays in the background type of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's... absolutely. But I can't do that. And it makes me so frustrated because <laughs> I really – like, it would be fine as a background. Or if I'm I'm doing filing, sure. Yeah. Just have my earphones in, do filing. It feels like I'm hanging out with people. Like, <laughs> I've gone and to Korea. Listen, I haven't checked. Maybe – I mean, we haven't checked. Maybe it has a dub for all we know, but uh... – uh, no, it just isn't. No, it just doesn't. Well, can't. Yeah. Tethered swimming, y'all. Um, <laughs> I don't feel right. So it's it's hard for me to recommend just because it's the messiness plus the length makes it a hard recommend. One mm-hmm. of the remove one of those things and it's an easier recommend probably. If you had a forty five minute hour long mess or a ninety minute okay show probably an easier recommend for me on either side but together it's like a six and a half for me yeah it's kind of it's a six for me it just there's just too much going on and i mean i don't i think it's fair to say we're both probably not going to find out if it ever narrows its focus (laughs) going forward 
Um, well, you know what? I have thought about um, fast forwarding a lot of parts, mm. and just or just going through. I probably will go through the Wikipedia or not Wikipedia because it, it, they don't have episode synopses um, for a lot of K dramas. Go to a, but a lot of people have go to drama written wiki. them. Go to drama wiki. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's. I'm just gonna go to drama wiki read them all and then i'll let you know next week what happens um or i mean listen if anyone's gone to the trouble of you know paring down these episodes onto youtube cuts or something it's like vincenzo just the blank scenes uh, <laughs> do do that i don't care if the italian chef ever wins vincenzo's respect like i don't, no. <laughs> don't waste 15 minutes of an episode on no, that that was week. pasta i don't need <laughs> another one <laughs> exactly Friends, it's on Netflix. If you want to check it out and let us know if we've completely missed the boat on this one, if you know if you are more, more well versed in K dramas and you want to tell us that our perception of them are completely wrong, false, whatever, that's fair. You can let us know yeah. twittercom geekdownpod. We will take all constructive criticisms on how we view K dramas, but I don't know. I almost feel like I missed the romance too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean that's a big part of it, right? Also, the other K-dramas we've watched, the POV has been women. Um, That's true. Which I think maybe, and any other ones I've watched not uh, with you, whether it was The Heirs or or Boys Over Flowers, like those also had uh, women as the POV. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's harder for me, harder hang for me. Maybe I'm just like, you know, craving like more of <laughs> Lady Lawyer where I'm like, no, I want to hang want to hang with her the stories are always more interesting when it's when it's dealing with the women sorry y'all mm-hmm. as in life so goes k-drama women are oh, usually snap. women are usually more interesting but let us know on your social meets how you feel about it if you think we're wrong right what have you friends it is a holiday in canada next week it is a very irrelevant holiday <laughs> next week victoria day man man whatever it's a day off in it's an extra day off in may yeah the 2-4, as they call it. Which actually, it's actually on the 24th this year. Is it? Yeah. Well, it usually is not. It's usually like the 17th. <laughs> People are like, the 2-4. And I'm like, what? As such, we're taking next week off. Give us a little. Woo. So we can rest, relax, get a little recharged before we, uh, you know, hit it hard before summer hiatus. Because it's getting, it's getting a little warm in here, y'all. I'm going to have to bust out the window fan today. Oh my goodness. It's that time already. Solid 20s this week. I don't know. Got to get some circulation here in the Polly Pocket. <laughs> welcome welcome to Ontario, oh. where one week it is literally <laughs> like 11 degrees, and the next it's like 25 and we're dying. Yep. And I got to go spend the rest of my day at the laundromat, so I'm going to go get into that. Friends, enjoy your week. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. As you do, it means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us, not next week, but the week after, for another fabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Uh, man, that wave looks good. Say something. I'm saying that my tea is delicious. You are saying that your tea is delicious. <laughs> <laughs>